This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Someone's still gonna win, and it might be we got if 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 I know the field, you know just what half the field is playing badly. You know with golf, you can easily say, "Oh, the course must be hard." They're all playing bad. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. It's- Sergio has been like, "Ah, oh, I can't wait to leave this place." And happy Tuesday. Welcome in Divots and Pivots episode 37 as we make our way through the PGA offseason, which is also now kind of coinciding with the the last couple tournaments of the Live Tour, the inaugural Live Tour. So we'll get into that a little bit later as well. But as always, welcome in Tuesday night here on the Divots and Pivots show. And Bud Copeland joining me from a different background from the road. The dedication is real. We love it. Bud, how are you? Uh, careful what you wish for. Um, I've got so much upstairs to go to go with, and Lord help us if I just let it all go. No, I am. I'm in Tallahassee, Florida, baby. Back in the Redneck Riviera, visiting my old man. Went out and shot eh, a quasi a quasi decent round today. I shot 77 on the home track. It's a tough course. Gold Needle's not not easy. Something I wanted to ask you earlier, and uh, I forgot to. You said we got five. We got five seconds. And I was like, yeah, just go live. It's not that I'm not. <laughs> That wasn't going to preclude me from saying what I wanted to say. It's like, oh, fuck it. We'll just it never it does. No, of course not. <laughs> I love our intro. I have one request. Can we find a clip of you that doesn't have me wiping my nose on a, on a T-shirt? Because oh, that, my God. I've honestly you, never noticed it. So, well, of course, because you're, you're looking at your beautiful face and the comments that you were making, which are relevant. If you watch it, I'm like slouched down. And I remember because it was the week we were going to live. And I'm like, what the frack am I doing there? I had like a T-shirt that I was using because I got sick for about three days. Uh, that, that just made me laugh seeing that. No, nah, man, things are great. Then yes, um, yes, I will find a different clip of you uh, or of myself, I should say. Let's be honest. That, that paints me. you in a better light. Yes, exactly. yes. That's exactly how it sounds, people. Thank you. If we can find some better clips of you that make me look good, then we're all going to be okay. No, it's, uh, it's, it's been great down here. I, if you if you checked out if you saw the story this morning or the post public sub dude I don't I don't think it's ever too early to pivot from golf we'll get into golf we'll get mm-hmm. into the PGA tour we'll get into the DP World Tour we'll get into live a little bit um, but but really we got to go with the number one issue on everybody's mind which is the best sub sandwich that you've ever had in your life and for me it, the wrong person to talk to about that <laughs> dude do you not eat subs no. <laughs> And, and for, everybody, hold on, for, for everybody listening, my left eyebrow, <laughs> right eyebrow is raised, and 
I don't understand. What do you mean you don't eat subs? If I handed you, what is your favorite sandwich? Okay, so I don't eat a lot of sandwiches because for the majority of my life up until because you're a communist. No, no, no. It's not because I'm a communist. For the majority of my life up until what, maybe three, four years ago, I didn't eat meat at all. Because you're about to say something that's gonna make me feel like an asshole. Because of it, because of anxiety and and and, you know, uh, mental (laughs) things, whatever. But but I've been I've been growing on, but I haven't really had a vast experience with subs and sandwiches throughout my life. So I am not a good person to answer that question. (laughs) You're the best person to answer this question because I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to implore you. Divots and Pivots is going to be on the road full time soon. You watch, and when we get when when we get south of the Mason Dixon line, you're you're going to find Publix, and Publix is. I'm no Publix. <laughs> I don't like when people say, "Oh, it's it's the Kroger, or it's the it's the Stop and Shop." Remember, I, I remember I work in the grocery like industry as a store planner, so I, I'm familiar with Publix. Tell me about your familiarity with Publix, then. What what? And I'm not. This isn't challenging you. It was like, no, oh no. shit, I did I did forget that that your future former nine to five is in that industry. So talk to me a little what about, I know your about what I know about Publix. Publix is that it's a very. Uh, like affordable and kind of go-to place. Like it's not like it's not your whole foods. It's not uh, anything that's like over the top. That it's it's kind of your when it comes to the south. It's a it's not as it's a, and I don't want to shit on market basket here. It's not as low as a market basket. You know what I mean? But it's like it's it's in that nice middle ground. You got all right. Let's see here. You got the shittiest of the shitty cars, and then you've got something that's like a nice little Honda Civic. Not even the limited edition, like Honda Civic. And there you go. There's your market basket. And then yep. you've got like a nice SUV, like a Forerunner or, you know, maybe a Lexus, depending on what neighborhood you're in. That's, that's like your Publix. And then you've got your Porsches and everything that's like Whole Foods and whatnot. And that's just price point. I will say Publix, and it's because of the sub. Everybody's got milk. Everybody's got cereal. Everybody's got deli. Everybody's got bakeries. Everybody's got this. If you... If you don't have a sub that can touch this, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. But the ultimate sub from Publix, okay. there's something that something different they do. So <laughs> what I'm circling back around to is when we do pop your cherry, it's gonna be at a Publix <laughs> with an ultimate sub right in your mouth. So okay. So what's the ultimate sub? What tell us what's in it then? Uh, ham, turkey, ham, turkey. It's basically like an Italian BMT. Add whatever so, whites. Add whatever white sliced meat you didn't get in there. And then everything in the world, all the toppings, and then this like secret sub sauce that I think they might have actually started doing, which is really oil and vinegar. So it's a, what it sounds like is that it's a nap rolled up in a piece of bread. <laughs> it's a nap delicately placed <laughs> on a sliced hoagie roll that has been loving. What are you? Are you drinking wine out of the bottle? You act like this is the first time on this show that I have done this. <laughs> out of the bottle, yes. So what? All right, real quick. Pause. What's what's on the pod juice? What what do you have for your pod juice tonight? Uh, so right now, so I had I had a gift certificate uh, a little while back ago to one of those wine subscriptions. Uh, so I got a nice twelve pack of red wine. So this is uh called Anna or Anna. It's from Portugal from twenty twenty. It's a red blend. How many ends um, are in there? What was that? How many ends are in the name? Uh, one end. So I think it's Anna. Right now I'm really confused. I was going to go the opposite direction, but if somebody could comment, you know, is it Anna or Anna? And is the, is the number of ends dependent on that? I'm going with some straight up maker's mark nice. on the road, on the road. Got to be efficient. Um, have you, so, have you ever seen the whiskey tribe on YouTube? Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen I'm, those I'm guys. Those, I've not those seen guys are fantastic. I, I like every now and every now and then I and today was one of the days, but every now and then I have a day where I just like as I work, I just have a, their videos kind of playing in the background and whatnot because they're just entertaining and good. And they were doing a Maker's Mark made an appearance as one of their uh, try to be one of their. Um, they did like a, a four sample of uh, like the different price points of like a twenty five hundred dollar bottle, a hundred sixty, a right. uh, hundred uh, like a sixty dollar bottle, and then a thirty dollar bottle. Obviously, Maker's Mark was a thirty dollar. Uh, and Maker's Mark was like consistently top two out of the four. So, I mean, that's all I got to say about Maker's Mark, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm not like a brand loyalist or anything. I just, no, no, no. I, I needed something comforting. I didn't want to go out on a limb and take, take a chance on something I didn't know. So I got some Makers. It felt good. All right. 
Speaking yes. of going out on a limb and taking a chance on something you didn't know, <laughs> I blindly ordered my Mahler Brothers T-shirts without seeing yours first, and I sent my mm-hmm. I sent my I sent my buddy uh, one in Tennessee. Could not be happier. Could yes. not be happier. It, it, as with as with any product, is that they they knocked it out of the park. They nailed it. We have some updated instructions to or requests, just like anything, you know, revision two. But yeah, revision you one's good. Yeah, revision mm-hmm. one is great. Revision one is a gamer. It's go time. It's out it's there. The original. Uh, damn it! And then somebody's gonna be saying, "Why aren't you wearing your shirts then?" Well, because mine's in the laundry. I'm, yeah. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard. Bud's on the road this week. Um, and I and have no, a the, massive pile of clothes on my bed right now where they all are. So I apologize. Yeah, my excuse <laughs> is a little better. No, but get but the the, the, the second ball all American shirts are real. They're out. They're there. Thank you to Mahler Brothers for believing in us and taking a chance. Piper Golf. You did me right. You you went you went you came down to Florida today. Piper Gold delivered a seventy seven at Golden Eagle from the tips. I'll be out there again tomorrow, and we'll see if we can't do any better. But Piper Gold, Mahler Brothers, and when you visit, do it one of two ways: either directly through the link in our bios, which that's the only yep. way. And so I guess part two would be give Piff, save some money, yes. give Piff, give him a shout, <clears throat> let us let him, let him know we sent you, and then thank you again to F- Fantasy National Golf Club. I. It's funny you said off season, quote unquote. And the irony is, yeah, technically not, the season's already started. I was gonna say we're not in the off season; we're in the next season. And but that that's that's a perfect not misconception. That was a perfect subconscious Freudian slip because that's where that's what Liv was banking on, right? Everybody just yes. being, oh, it's the off season. Not me, not this kid. I mean, I am paying attention, but Mackenzie Hughes outlasting Sepp Straka. At the Sanderson Farms, I told you not to sleep on the Sanderson Farms. If you slept on the Sanderson Farms, I apologize. For you, it was entertaining. I, I, I tuned in. I, I was in a bar one day. I, I caught it another day. Like I caught bits and pieces almost all four days, you know. And yeah. it was it was entertaining for an early season golf tournament. It's well, it's it's kind of like week three of the NFL. If if your yeah. team's not in it, you're not going to sit for the whole game, but you'll watch the last three minutes if it's if it's a fight, sure. you know. And sure, that's sure, sure. that's what we got. The the real the real kind of subtext or the the story within the story is you know Mac Hughes, Mackenzie Hughes, Canadian guy. Um, passed over for President's Cup. I say passed mm-hmm. over. He didn't get selected. He, you know, I was gonna say he just wasn't selected. <laughs> right. I, I if I'm a pro golfer and I'm not selected, then I was passed over. I sure. was overlooked. I'm pissed off. I need the chip on my shoulder. As uh journalist, lowercase J, uh, we just look at that as they weren't passed over, they weren't selected. And what I love though is then he turns around, he comes out and he wins on the PGA tour. And anybody who's pissing on the Sanderson Farms or saying, Oh, it wasn't one of the big ones or when I two a what was the last score in golf you shot if ever and b was there a million dollars on the line it goes back to what I've been preaching the whole time no matter what when you get to this level when you get to the level of golf that they are I mean these people who think that the live defectors are going to drain the PGA tour mm-hmm. I told you I was at a dinner party over the weekend and yes. I was wearing I was wearing my live golf shirt yep. and it was funny and, and because I did I got like I was a fanboy I got a dope gray shirt with the schedule on the back Woo! yeah because if this thing dies it's like a band years, tour <laughs> yes exactly exactly the, the, if the band breaks up in two years i was there man yes so i'm wearing the shirt the person just looks at me and goes so i have to ask you do you believe in, in this new tour and i said what I mean, what do you mean do i believe in it i was like it's real like it's not like santa claus no offense kids um <laughs> That should have come with a trigger warning. But yeah, she was like, you, we're gonna, you believe, we're gonna have to you, make this not friendly for kids when we when I post it on YouTube. <laughs> if you're bringing your kids to the Divots and Pivots show, <laughs> uh, no. So, do you believe in it? And I really that struck me as the way she was asking it. Do you believe yes. in it? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. This person doesn't golf. They don't yeah. know anything about golf. I know them from being around them a little bit, and they love controversy. They, they're the kind of person who loves to talk politics if politics isn't isn't part of the conversation. Not because they're a true believer, but they like to stir the pot and make people feel uncomfortable. Sure. And anyway, so do I believe in live golf? And I had to ask her, you know, reframe the question. Do I? What do you mean? Do you believe? And she said, yeah. Do you think it's going to be the downfall of the PGA Tour? I yeah. laughed mm. so hard I had to apologize. I, <laughs> and then I went back to a. The reason I'm laughing is because your first question and your follow up just show that. The, the next yeah. 10 minutes of my life, I should just check out because you're not going to know or whatever. But instead, I dug deeper. Bud's got the high road, been here for a while. You know what mm-hmm. it's like up here. It's tough. And instead, I took a deep breath and I said, believing, are they the downfall of the P- No, I just said flat out, no, absolutely not. They're not going to be the downfall of the PGA Tour. 
yeah. they're an exhibition they're an exhibition tour they and, and, and the funny thing is is where i think Liv thought they were going to have exclusivity with only 48 or 60 golfers however many they're going to sign yeah you pointed it out a few weeks ago on the show is what happens when half the field shits the bed in the regular mm-hmm. tour 150 guys out there if 50 of them <clears throat> shoot 80 have a nice week see you next time there's still 100 golfers here pining for 70 spots exactly and, and live so i like what you brought up there because that reinforced with me and my friend at the dinner party who she is a very sweet lady and i love her dearly uh but it was the whole like well no it's not gonna be the downfall it's an exhibition tour sorry pat perez 4.7 million yeah. an exhibition tour that's what it is and it's, it's going to be an exhibition tour until one of a couple things happen either a world golf ranking points come flowing in and they will not because they're not playing 72 holes period full correct it's, a, it's a technically it's just a different for, right. it's, it's a different, different format. It's a different product. It's a different product. Yeah. Period. You can't say you can't say I want that, but we're doing this. Like, and yeah, again, not that yeah, they guys in the it. guys in the three the three v three uh, three on three league in Vegas don't get to be nominated for MVP of the NBA. I like, like. That, my analogies. The uh, <laughs> but you but no, but it's a perfectly good point, and I don't mind if they get points. They just can't get the same amount or even remotely close to the same amount when you're playing seventy five percent. And I don't even think seventy five percent of what they get on tour. You also have to factor in, like we said, the weekend field. And I'm going to say weekend because mm-hmm. when you're at this level, law of large numbers, 150 professional PGA Tour caliber golfers. I don't. Dustin Johnson's going to have some off weeks. Justin Thomas is going to have some off weeks. Sure. Everybody's going to have some off weeks. So if you put only 48 of the top 48 in, they're going to have some off weeks too. But now it's just watered down because now you can say no cut. So and so shot 87, 87, and they're going to get to take home 750 thousand dollars. Now, even if they yeah. remove the guaranteed money next year, which I don't think they will, because that's part of their shtick. They won't yet. At least eventually yeah, they, they, they will. They're not, not yet. set up. They're not set up for failure, but they're not set up for success as a as a competitor for the tour. And I yep. think that I think the next year is going to show that because okay, new kid at the party. We've all okay. We're we're done. We all know they're here. Great, cool. Can we move on with the party now? Because that's yep. what it is. It, it, I don't feel bad for Cam Smith. I don't feel bad for Dustin. Nobody feels bad for Dustin Johnson, but he also doesn't feel bad for Dustin Johnson. He was one of the first people to say, "I'm going to renounce my my tour membership because I'm going to go do this thing." What the, the the granular is the number of people who are still signed on to this lawsuit, this antitrust lawsuit that is supposed to go to trial in 2024 is down to like three yep. players. Yeah, Matt they're Jones, all, Bryson, all Matt, out. yeah, Bryson, Matt Jones, and somebody else. Which to me, because everybody knows how what, what experts we are. No, what just from the arm the armchair quarterback read on that is uh, either mm-hmm. like your, your your lawyers have finally told you. You don't have a case. Yeah, and that was my initial reaction was that the PGA obviously has put forward some of their their case to the to the live golf players' lawyers, and and they just said, nah, okay, we, we let's not do this. <laughs> and, some, and some of the earlier rulings, whether it was this case or other ones, where the judges have kind of out uh, one judge particularly, the one that did not grant a stay leading yes. into the FedEx Cups, mm-hmm. Cups, the FedEx Cup, he pointed out. You've not been irreparably harmed by this. You're actually yeah. getting duly compensated, and the rules and everything was laid out before you. So you can't say that you were hoodwinked. Or, and now, if you weren't being paid any money, even then, you chose. Nobody forced you to do this. So, and I think that's why I love that Phil Mickelson when he when he yeah. pulled out. Oh, my, my name's not needed here. Any your name was not needed in the first place, you jackass. Yeah. Everything you, everything you had to say had merit. And you went, you went mm-hmm. about it with the touch of a blacksmith. Um, yes, and you can do that when you've got fu money like he does. Well, and that's so. the thing; it's really hard. It's really hard to to claim, like you said, irreparable harm when you're also walking yeah. around toting. I'm getting paid more than I ever have in my life. Like yeah. playing golf. Let me get this straight. For- you just quit. You just quit a job where if you don't if you don't finish in the top seventy after two days, then you get zero dollars for a job where you there's no cut and you get automatic money. Yeah. Exactly. Like, come on now. Yeah, so yeah. So, I was so gonna say, pl- it's just I was just gonna re- I was just gonna reiterate the point. Like, you you can't you can't you know tout something as being exciting and awesome for you, and then turn around and try to claim it as you know you've been wrong. Like, you got to pick a yeah. side, and that's all. Right. That's been kind of my point this whole, or at least my stance this whole time has been, just pick a side. You, you gotta at some point you gotta realize that you're not do, gonna be able to do, do the both. Dustin. Yeah, until until they align as far as format rules, whatever, you're not going to be able to do both. 
Or like you said, maybe some maybe some math whiz does come up with some sort of formula to where they adjust the world golf rankings for live events to where it does take off some sort of percentage and it works out to where they still get golf, you know, world ranking points. It's just not at the same rate. And and that's something that if they want their cake and eat it too. You're gonna, they're gonna have to live with that. If they start bitching about that, then like I'm sorry, then you're you're you you want everything, you want the world, and you're not gonna get it. And so, back, a little shout out to Hardy. Not a when I say a good product, I mean an entertaining product. And I'm glad we yes. had that chat because when he was like, "It's not a good product," and I thought to myself, "We're defining the word differently." You're right. It's not profitable. It's not long. It's entertaining, and that's two different entities. As an entertaining piece of you know golf, whatever. Yes. It's there and it's going to succeed. Even if they get these modified world golf ranking points, they're going to be so minimal that you do the math and you're like, shit, 14 events, this many points. I still, I can't make enough to go in the top 50. You go knocking onto the PGA tour door, the DP world tour door. And once you get the world golf ranking points in your own tour, pound sand, you're not coming back. And I, I do believe that Jay Moynihan is going to hold the line because he's going to do the math and go. He's already made it clear just last week. He's he reiterated the point that we're there's no there's no incentive for us to come to the table and coexist. Now both tours have said it. It's done. Like it's squashed. And 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 what and what I said at the very beginning is going to hold true, which is the majors have said nothing, and they're not going to need to say anything now because status quo is all is all we need, right? Status quo because. Because to their credit, the, they could say, no, it's fine. You're a past champion. You can keep coming. Bubba Watson, Bubba's little thing about if the Masters doesn't let me come as a past champion, then I don't want to be there. I agree. If they, if okay. they decide to uninvite you, then you don't want to be there. That's fine. But so that's every, not- every dream you had as a golfer growing up, go, go give your green jacket back. Let's no, let's just, let's be real. Like keep, it, keep the green jacket, keep it all, and cry. But that's, like, what, and, but and that's cry the point. Home. But that's what you get to. Like to what point? What are you selling here? Like, what are you willing I to agree, give up? Like, you I, I as a golfer, your entire life. Him. I agree with him that if though that if Augusta bans bans former champions, then sure. I would I would agree with him. Like, well, go screw yourself. But it's the other players who are saying we won't be able to get in. It's like, well, no, you're right, and you made your own bed. Bubba made these decisions, and the Masters never said if you do this, there will be these consequences. So I do agree in that sense of mm-hmm. I've done nothing wrong. Is you know blah blah blah. Like I agree with that. I, I think he's okay to say if they don't let me come because I'm, you know because of this, then fuck him. Which that's his prerogative to say. I don't feel bad for him. He knew risks that he was taking, especially yeah. after other people already had, and then he was a late comer. Like, come on, that's the only <laughs> problem I have with all of this is stop looking for sympathy. I yeah. And we have kids, we have lives, we have we have future careers and former careers to worry about. We got bills. And I have a limited amount of, enter- of time in my life to be entertained by you hitting a golf ball. I don't give a rat's ass if you're only 10% as rich as you were before. You're still 500 times as rich as all- than I'll ever be. So be a little human. If you want those emotions from your fan base, meet them where they are. Don't ask them yes. to go all the way up to your ivory tower. Kiss your ass and say, man, must be tough to be you. That's my well, song and dance on the live guys who are making a stink. There's a ton exactly. of like, the ones that are vocal and out there, like, and that's where they that's where they have become unrelatable. If golf to me is all we have said this so many times in the show, golf to me has always been one of the most relatable sports, and that's where they have made it. They've taken it and made it not relatable because yeah, they they've said, oh, we're gonna piss and moan now about because we weren't paid enough to fall to the fact that we were chasing our dream and achieving it before. You know, we're gonna piss and moan in the in the in the media and now and and demand more. Fine. We all have that right in our job place to do that, but you don't need to make it like this whole big public like affair. Like, like it's just you, like you said though. You got to remember who you're talking to. If you're trying to get the fan base over, don't piss and moan about you know. Oh, I was only making twenty million last year. Now I'm making forty. Now I'm getting what I deserve. Really? I think you were yeah. probably getting what you deserved before. <laughs> You you want to in in ready divots and pivots is going to toe that political line for a second, <laughs> because a lot of this a lot of this is coming you know the the perspective of workers' rights which workers do have rights there is balance there is karmic balance in the entire world but balance requires two sides so just as much as the workers have rights so does the organization so does the yes. so does the company so does the entity and and so it, 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 and that's the point here is you people who are with to live. I say you people like uh, we, it's, it, these are humans <laughs> with families and they're nice guys. You know, I'm talking right, about exactly, I'm talking, yeah. 
and I'm not even talking about like the people who are making a public stink. I mean, they're all nice humans. This is an objective kind of look at the sport where what do you expect from people? Like you, again, I said, don't touch that. I said, don't touch that. You're going to get shocked. If my two-year-old goes and touches it and gets shocked and goes, ah, I'm not hugging her. I'm going, what do you learn? Exactly. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm well, you're her, but but that's she, besides she the point. You you are you are still having the conversation with her, saying, "Daddy told you." Right. Listen to yeah, Daddy next time. <laughs> are, are we going to start calling Jay Monahan Daddy? No, I think we know. I think we know who <laughs> Daddy is in the PGA Tour. That was a great quote from Rory after the the all hands on bet or all hands on bet all hands on deck meeting at the BGA. BGA. What's going on over here? The BMW. Uh, when Cam Smith was conveniently not present and Rory came out and said, when we, when we all get into a room, we know who there's an alpha and it's not me. Let's just say that. Cause there's somebody saying, yeah. is Tiger running this? I still think that Tiger is the shadow commissioner. And it's, when I say shadow, that's, that that's with, that's with air quotes. Um, I, I would say co, cause I don't think, I don't think Jay Moynihan deserves any kind of, this is from me. At me if you want. I don't think he deserves any kind of reprimand or anything. He's actually played this pretty good, especially being in the position of, quote unquote, the man or on top where when you are the decision maker, I, I you know, life lesson for folks. You don't get ahead by being a yes man. You get ahead by knowing when to say no. And that's the point yes. is knowing when to say, absolutely not. That's not going to fly. No matter how adult we get, when you get people together in a room, somebody has to be in charge and somebody has to have that, that perspective. And yeah, I'm glad that he was the one. Now, I think that this is going to be set up for not a new structure, but Tiger's going to have this unofficial official role of, mm-hmm. yeah, there's an official player committee. There's an official this, and then there's Tiger, right? Like there's, He's just the pulse, you know, the, the old joke of he doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. It's not even a joke. Yeah, I mean, no, they, it's true. It, the Saudi, I, I dare an F and T you. If he said, instead of well, whenever they approached him, if they said seven, 800 million, that's not, that's not going to work. Put a B on it and I'll, and I'll, and I'll do it. They would have put a B on it. They've got the money. And, and you know what would have happened? You know what would have happened? Everything that every single event they had double. Double the fan experience, double the amount of people at the event, double the amount of viewers. It would have doubled minimum because, like it, you said, he's an, the needle in the golf world. Instant product. Instantly. Instant. instant. And he, he's unique in that. I think Phil thought that he could be that big of it. Phil, yeah. love you, buddy. I really do love Phil. I think he's great. I think yeah, he, but I think Phil, Phil is even more um, polarizing <laughs> because of his escapades over the years uh, off the golf course. And, you know, most of them still on the golf course, but off the professional golf course. Like how <laughs> Phil, Phil or MJ, who has gone into a bigger hole in their betting career? Not cumulative, but at what point, not at what point, hmm. which one of, which one of them has had a lower low in gambling? Do you think? Michael jo- Michael Jordan. That's a fantastic. Phil- that's a fantastic question because I've never thought of that before. I didn't until just now because I was trying to think. Like Pete Rose isn't a good example because it's not like he was. I don't yeah. know how much how much money. It's the circumstances for him. Exactly. But like, but like Phil and MJ are wildly known for just. <sighs> so I'd be curious I, to know. I know I'd be curious to know too. I, my my instinct is that it's Phil barely. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if it was MJ. It would not shock me. No, I think I think it was probably Phil exactly as well. I think mostly because I think Spark MJ is, got into some some tougher crowds with his betting. MJ, was, uh, like, yeah, MJ, MJ, was, uh, <laughs> and I don't know what I don't know where their gambling was, but from my from what I understand, MJ was just big into like into literally like poker betting on yes. anything. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was more like random bets. Like Phil is uh, like pretty much. It's random bets, but it's random golf bets. You if know, anybody if anybody knows, well, apparently Michael Jordan will try to strong arm anybody, and he'll be like, "You want to go a million a hole? You want to go a thousand holes?" Well, true, yeah, that's true. He would make some golf bets too. That's a fair point. Which I would just laugh at him and be like, "I mean, you know, I can't pay that, so why would I even say yes?" Exactly. How about, just, how, about how about this? How about this, Mister Jordan? I'll give you the strokes you want. No money. Exactly. No, no money. I don't know if he could do it. And and to me, it's one of those it. things where it's like, here it is. There's the challenge right there, Michael Jordan. If you are Mike, watching you this, we will we will tag <laughs> you in this in this. <laughs> if you are watching, Bud Copeland, I'll come down challenges to the grove. you. I'll come, I'll come down to the Grove. I'll give you. I'll give you four, I'll give you three on the front, four on the front, three on the back. I'll give you seven because apparently he's an eight. 
Uh, but it's even his place. Okay. So I should I should be saying six, but or I should you know, and, and if I talked to him some more, he'd probably say nine. Jedi mind trick me or some shit. No, but but no, but that's a, that, that's the thing is I wonder if it's kind of like can he even play golf without having money on the line? He'll he'll be he'll be like I'll give me an extra stroke and I'll give you a, a you know an autographed hat or give me two extra strokes I'll, I'll autograph a jersey like he'll he'll be he'll be trying to wager more strokes by offering stuff up to you. Well, because that's part of his leverage. That's the mind exactly. game. Exactly. And at that point, it's you're not playing golf; you're playing chess. Exactly. And and, and, and he can't fuck with Bobby Fisher. He knows what he's doing. Yes. Um, hey, real, real um, fast, just no. in case Beth is still watching. Hey, Beth, good luck on your fantasy hockey draft tonight. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know who Beth is, Beth in the Belly Up World uh, is uh, one of our premier hockey writers. Uh, she's an editor for Belly Up, and look, she's just a great hockey uh, and general personality that stops in all the shows. So, Beth, thank you for stopping by. If you're still watching, good luck. Go get them uh, and kick ass. Then I'll also, uh, you know, Jason from TSS Fantasy, they're going live here in a half hour, 9 o'clock. You can catch them on YouTube, TSS Fantasy. Uh, their show's awesome. You'll actually be able to catch me there as well. I have a little segment there called Sophistication Station that you can find out my waiver pickups for the week as well. So go check that out at 9 o'clock as well. Just wanted to shout out some people in the chat uh, before we got too far. And look, also real fast, you brought up Milo Brothers and you brought up our shirts earlier. You don't even know this yet because I've been talking because I got a request. No. The color purple is coming to the the lineup. It should be out any minute, any day now. It was hopefully going to be out today. I don't see it up yet. But a purple shirt will also be available in the uh, Second Ball All-American Divots and Pivots merchandise shirt. So check that out when it's available. Second Ball All-American. You are one. I am one. Um, And I'm glad you brought up Beth because I I actually had a question for you, a follow-up. Let's put a tidy little bow on this. I'm going to say Phil probably is the more degenerate gambler and sheer volume because I think he probably you know, yes. came. that said Michael Jordan okay there are the four most profitable athletes or net you know of all time Michael Jordan's number one and then mm-hmm. after that you got Jack Arnie and Tiger so I I have you know I mean when it comes to the dollar Michael probably did but I could see Phil just things I could see Phil being out there and saying Oh, let's put a mill on it, or let's put a this on it in some fucking football game. Like, I think he got in trouble sports betting, not golf betting, yes. because golf betting to him is nothing. Fifty grand in Nassau, okay, like that. Those guys play for that. I bet it was sports yeah. betting because degenerate gamblers. And this is coming from degenerate gamblers. <laughs> it's all about control, right? That's the point. You're control freaks. You want to know that those decisions you're making are 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 are, are verified and justified. On the golf course, it's too logical. If he loses a bet on the golf course, he can immediately point to something in himself that he did. And so he exactly. the control. I'm good. Move on. You lose a sports bet. I don't get it. They had the, I was right there. Oh, I'm going to make it up on this one. I'm going to make it up on this one, right? Like, I think you're See, and I feel like college. I feel like MJ was probably getting on the plane after a game and betting his teammates, poker. you know. Poker. So that, yes, but I also think he was probably doing stupid shit like betting his teammates 10 grand when I, 10 grand when I trip this flight attendant, she's going to tell me to fuck off or tell me to get, go get bet. Like, I bet you he was just betting on stupid, random, like you wouldn't even think about it. Speaking of, you gotta love it when you watch these videos of uh, golfers who are golf fans who bet on which golfer is going to cross the tee markers first. Have you ever seen these videos? <laughs> I haven't you seen those, talk- but that sounds that sounds awesome. <laughs> oh my god! We if we weren't so focused on on, on uh, the second hole at Live, that's a fun prop bet game to sit there and do. Is after the tee yeah. shots are, are hit, you pick a, a marker, whether it's the red markers, white markers, something up there in front of wherever they're hitting from, and sure. just put money on which player is going to cross it first. Oh. I mean, there's there's so many layers you can get in there. So, anyways, I yes, it, degenerate gam- degenerate gambling was probably the uh, crux or the impetus for live. We haven't confirmed that, but we're going to run with that theory anyway. And yes, Mackenzie Hughes did 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 a lot of good did things. Wins. Yeah, did a lot of good good things. A lot of good things. No, he um, <laughs> he won. <laughs> he sh- well, he sh- more than that. Like I said, he showed he showed he showed spine. He showed grit. He got passed yep. over for the for the international team. He'll be back. Um, and, and, and he won. So, I mean, shout out to him. Canada's going crazy. You know, they haven't had real big reasons to be excited since Mike Weir left. Or <laughs> you know, he didn't leave. He's a, he was out there. He was, he, was a, he was an international captain this time. Or yeah. what I was going to come back to, which is, how the hell does fantasy hockey work? Since I, we're talking I about tried, Canadians and Beth. I tried it one year. Um, look, I love hockey. I love watching the Bruins up here in New England. 
Um, do I know enough of the players across the league to play fantasy hockey? No. And I, I tried it. Like a group of my friends were like, look, let's just do a free league. Let's figure out how it works together and kind of see if this is something we want to do in the future kind of thing. And I think all of us checked out after like it, – it's – I don't know. It, it was well, a lot I'm of work. I'm thinking about the scoring and like how exciting can it be? You either like if you, you got a goalie on your roster, and so if they get a shutout, great. And then I guess like sure. a goal, they probably chip away. And then you oh, so it's similar. Point, it's like, similar points, to right? like well, well, similar to like soccer, like daily fantasy, where it's like you know you daily get fantasy go- soccer. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what I played? It's fantastic. Oh yeah, when the when the World Cup starts in November, you got to get in on some DFS uh, soccer because it's going to be fantastic. You know what I did hear about fantasy soccer on the Dan Patrick Show? One of their one of their producers was talking about a buddy of his who every he he watches all the soccer games. Yep. Anytime a soccer match, soccer games. Anytime a soccer match gets under <laughs> under ten minutes to go, if it's tied, he puts like a ten dollar bet on the tie. It's yeah. It's amazing. It's so much fun. Apparently he's up like 20% over the last four years doing that. Just if he sees it five or $10 on the tie, because odds are it's going to hold. It's a lot of fun. Look, underrated payout, but underrated daily fantasy embedding is tennis and soccer. It's a ton of fun. It's a great sweat. (laughs) Fun, fun, fun fact. I actually played tennis from when I was four until I was about 13 or 14 before I picked up golf. What do you like fantasy tennis? Like, what are they tracking in fantasy they tennis? Would, oh, so you get points for aces. You get points for um, games obviously one, for break, games one and breaks. and breaks. Yep, you get points for all that oh. stuff. Sets one and obviously the mat. You get a match bonus for winning the match like that. Kind of, yeah, yeah, it, it's a good time. So it, was like, like an, it was like, like an, three. It was like three years ago. I was I was playing every we day. Should, we should pick that up next year as a side bet because I know you don't want to yeah. go head to head with me in fantasy golf again. Um, I'm joking. I can't. I can't wait for January for the new season. Gonna, it's gonna be our. It's gonna be our first full season of mm-hmm. fantasy golf together, and I can't wait for it. But with fantasy tennis, man, like that's a. It's kind of like in football, where if you see your games going to overtime and you've got the quarterback or a running back in play, it's like hell. I by the way, well, what's nice is that bad? what's what's nice is that so you you pick across the entire tournament like six okay. tennis players, sure. but you got to think of it as because you get win bonuses, you think of it as. 1v1 multiple one versus one matchups like it actually is in tennis so you want to try to it's like betting on ufc you want to pick the winners to have in your lineup or if you're not going to pick a winner you want someone who's going to go down to a decision and like just score a bunch of points to to get your value kind of thing but if you sit if you sit there and kind of find stats to analyze and try to make a model to predict each individual matchup you're in the world of tennis you will find an upset that it'll save you money playing DFS tennis, and you will be able to get the best top players in your lineup every time, and it's a ton of fun. Well, because tennis is just like golf, where the the, the dividing line between these players is minuscule. Uh, yes, I mean, how many how many six three guys with 130 mile an hour serve are there? A lot, a lot. Turns <laughs> out there's a ton of guys who can hit it, you know hit it 125, 130 miles an hour. Nobody can return it like Agassi though. I love this. I'm not looking to say. I, <laughs> I risked it rise for betting ties. I'm a sh- yes, like seriously. I'm, <laughs> I didn't realize how degenerate I could become. And you mentioned UFC. You, in there. Yeah, like, you, you, you've bit, you've bitten in real hard here, haven't you? <laughs> I knew it's kind of like I knew it existed. I knew it was out there. Thank you, Blaine. Thank you. I, I didn't think I would be that fascinating or fascinated by it, but it's the it's, it's the analytics or the trying to the trying to actually predict. I don't I don't get that much of a high from it. I don't think I I, I do want to dabble in the tennis. Uh, but the golf is much more interesting to me because, like you said, it's you're picking six players to hopefully make the cut, and then you're in the money. Yes, I mean a straight yeah, up, pretty a, much, a, 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 yeah, a straight up win in a golf in golf DFS, like finishing first in one of those leagues. You got to be an MIT person running models and yeah. having 150 lineups. That's fine. That's or you just like, got to get lucky, like I did with the Masters, and have a you know 200 player contest. So it's a small field, and just happen to, like I said, get lucky to win 1700. <laughs> Yeah, any Joe Shit the Rag Band out there, you're you're the you're their you're their uh muse, shall I say. <laughs> yeah. Look, I got a high just for did you see the guy who had the the fifteen leg parlay in the NFL this week? Ten dollar oh. bet to win seventy three thousand dollars, and it came down to last night's game. He got them all right, came down to last night's game. Before the game, he was got he had a cash out value of I think it was like just under twenty four thousand dollars, and he said, No, I'm gonna let it ride, I'm going for this. And he lost. He had the Rams. 
I can't, I can't do it. Like that <laughs> here, this is, this is perfectly why, like I can't handle that. Like hearing that story made me want to take this needle and stick it in my eye. I'm sitting, you know how I'm fast I would have cashed out having 14 out of 15, right? For $23,000. Know, I would have cashed out so fast for that. Cause yes, yeah, 74,000, no, 74,000 would have been nice. And yes, it was only a $10 bet. So would I be fine losing them $10? Correct, but I just I would have just sat through the entire Sunday, sweating my ass off watching those games and riding that high. I need that twenty three thousand dollars. <laughs> the betters, the betters are going to at me on this one. But let me put it to you a different way. I'm holding twenty thousand dollars in my hand. Yep. And behind me is seventy five thousand dollars, and I got a quarter. And I say, you want to do a game of heads and tails for the seventy five? You just want to take this twenty five? You're saying yourself. You're saying that. You're, say, you're saying that, but the choice is not in front of you now. You're saying that knowing what happened. Like if this guy would have gotten the ten dollars. No, I was. I was it, saying that last night before. Grand. I was saying that We're last night. We're not having night. this conversation because the heartbreak is is what gets our. T- no, no. I was. You can. You can ask Morgan, my girlfriend. I was saying it before the game last night. I said I'm cashing out at twenty three thousand dollars. <laughs> like there is no chance I'm letting it ride just for another fifty grand. Yes, another fifty grand. Obviously, is a massive uptick but i'm taking that twenty three thousand dollars if i can because i already know the fact that i picked 14 games right is an absolute uh is an absolute you know shot in the dark uh blind squirrel finding a nut uh it looks like we lost uh bud here on the internet he like i said he is traveling down to florida so maybe they are still recovering a little bit from hurricane ian down there but like i said go to mala brothers purple shirts are going to be up uh, and that's going to be fantastic. And look, let's uh, let's get to an earlier comment, Charlie. I hope you're still listening. Uh, uh, I didn't mean to ignore your comment. Uh, we just weren't really talking about something that was uh, centered around this. And you know, if you watch the show, you you know Bud can get on a roll. So I never hate. I never like to interrupt that. It looks like we have Bud back on his phone, judging from the camera <laughs> angle. But uh, but I did want to get to Charlie's comment here because this, this came very early on in the show. So Charlie, I hope you're still watching. But his question is, what's your favorite course you guys have ever played? Uh, and this is pretty simple to me because I haven't played a ton of, I should say, like special courses. I, I play a lot of local munis, a lot of just local courses here in New England. And I'm nothing that's going to, you know, tickle your fancy for the most part or, or get you going. But but this one time out in uh, down in Jamaica uh, on my my practice honeymoon um, was uh, I got to play a course on that. I think it was called the plantation course. It, it, all, I think that's what it was called. I forget. I could be wrong, but I think it was called the Plantation Course. It was in Montego Bay. Uh, this course was the most beautiful. Obviously, the, the entire course is overlooking the oceans right there on the coast. Uh, they give you a caddy. I rented clubs. Uh, the caddy's just riding along in the back of the car with us the, the entire time. Um, and it was just the, this, this pla- uh, what are those called? The, the Caribbean bananas. Um, uh, plantains. Caribbean plantains. bananas. <laughs> I love it. Plantains, yes. Plantains. So there was like plantains all over the course, just dropping off the trees. Like you could just grab one and eat it if you wanted. Uh it was windy as fuck. I can tell you that right now. I couldn't hit a straight shot and enough, and it wasn't because my my swing was bad. It had to be 40 mile an hour winds because look, we're in the middle of the ocean on an island and we were up at like one of the highest elevation points. So uh it was windy for sure, but beautiful. It was a ton of fun. It was just one of those rounds that when you got out there, you just kind of expected you're out there for the view. You're out there for the, just the joy of golf. You're on vacation. And I really didn't give a crap what I shot. I just enjoyed myself. It was one of the more pure golf experiences of my life. And now we got the look. This will be fun. This will be fun. We got Bud in double time. <laughs> this is what happens, though, when you have to do a show on the road. I don't know. I've had smoother shows on the road, so I don't know what Plantain. your excuse is. <laughs> Plantain. You want to go on with your plantains and pars conversation? Like Caribbean bananas. What is what is your favorite course you've ever played? I don't know. The Caribbean bananas sounds like a porn <laughs> that I don't want to watch. We, uh, I'd say, I mean, fans of the show know that I'm I'm a huge homer for uh, TPC Sawgrass, but I would say, I mean, that's just kind of classic. But my favorite course is much more recently. Oh well, shit! I'm actually wearing it. It's the the Pete Dye course, same designer, but the Pete Dye course out of French Lake, Indiana. It was, oh, yes. uh, it's, it, you know, and I talked about it when I got back. It's built the closest thing they have to mountains out that 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 part of the world. You know, southern Indiana, northern Kentucky, that well, kind of the region. The closest but thing it, they have to mountains in Indiana is the Walmart roof. 
Wow, Dog's <laughs> fucking shade at Indiana. So the uh, but the French the 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 French lit Pete Dye course. It was one of his last courses that he did. Him and Alice, his wife, uh, they they you know world class designers. And it was one of the final ones he did. And he originally said no. They the, the the folks who wanted to build it said we got this spot. It's idyllic. It's it's scenic. It, it is up on some some hills we would call them. And he went up there and he said no can do. Sorry, like it's not. There's there's nowhere to put a golf course out here. He went home, started doodling on some napkins because that's the Pete Dye way. And if you don't believe me, look it up. That's like where he would start yeah. all of his stuff. And the napkin that he designed, the 18 holes that are out at French Lick, is still up in the clubhouse. It's pretty cool. But for me, the course was so – it was quintessential Pete Dye in the sense that it had something that other courses don't, the volcano bunkers. This, this MFR literally put bunkers on top of those hills that line the fairways uh, on top of the bunkers around the greens and everything. The, the fairways are super narrow. And, and, and it's a long course. It's 8,100 from the tips. The, the closest that the caddy told us anybody's done to the course record from back there is 71, one under. And that was a tour pro who was just coming through. And again, being out in the middle of BFE, Indiana, once you're up high enough in the morning, there's fog in the clouds. So you're literally playing golf up in the clouds and there's, you can't, there's nothing around. You're not in the middle of a subdivision. You're not in the middle of anything. So the Pete Dye course out of French Lick is probably my favorite. Uh, TPC Sawgrass, favorite that I've played. TPC Sawgrass, I've played a bunch, and it is just my favorite of all time, but it's in like a different category. That's like saying, who's your favorite golfer? Tiger Woods. All right, after that. And that, that's for me. I'm speaking for, I'm speaking for personal. So, uh, but a close, a close runner-up would be the precursor to TPC Sawgrass, which was Sawgrass Country Club. And it's just down the street from TPC Sawgrass, and that's where the Players' Championship was played uh, for the couple years that before they built TPC, the stadium course. The Players' Championship, the tournament, predates TPC Sawgrass. Jack Nicholas actually won it uh, a couple times before it went to its new home. And that's kind of a joke where, you know, he was one of the first winners, won it, won it a couple times, but never won it at its, uh, its classic site. So Chuck, thanks for the question. Nice trip down memory lane. Uh, and yeah, sorry about yes. that. The, the internet, the internet down here in, in Tallinnasty, Florida is a little spotty. So I know, you said it earlier in the show, I'd never heard Tallinnasty and I absolutely love it. I, I love that nickname. I'm sure. I, uh, there's Tallanasty, Tallatrashy, uh, the Redneck Riviera. The Redneck Riviera actually is the whole big bend all the way That's over to, to Florabama. Uh, basically, let's put it this way. If it was spared by Hurricane Ian this week, it's part of the Redneck Riviera. Shout to everybody down in South Florida who, yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah, dude, sure. I've, I've been, you know, being a Florida kid and having been through some of the hurricanes, I, was, I wasn't around. I was not there for Andrew where it got hit. I mm-hmm. was part of Hurricane Hugo in South Carolina, and that was scary. Nothing touches – even Hurricane Michael right down the street from where my parents are here. Again, the Redneck Riviera. Uh, yeah. Nothing touches this. So if you got fen- friends, family, if, whatever you can do, whether it's thoughts, prayers, donations, whatnot, yep. if, if you think it'll help, it'll help. But um, especially because speaking of golf, I mean, thoughts and prayers to all the golf courses that just took a beating down there. I know yeah. it's very low on the level of priority when you're talking about people's homes and sure. lives. But this is a golf show, damn it. I'm trying to pivot back to the positive. <laughs> we we you know what? Surprisingly we've talked a decent amount about golf tonight. Considering this was well, a full kind of pivot episode. But <laughs> I said it this morning as I was leaving Publix with my ultimate sub. There's a lot of golf going on. Matt, the, the PGA there Tour is. Is, in, is, a, it is in its fall swing. The President's Cup just wrapped up. That was monumentally fun. If you didn't know, turn on Golf Channel or look on it. Zach Johnson and Luke Donald are already over in Rome doing photo shoots and promos for the Ryder Cup, which once again signals to me that, like you said, Jay Moynihan and team have mm-hmm. no plans on slowing down. That nope, international they're going for it. Oh, and that and and you know, RIP to the folks that won't be back on tour. Those pro golfers that that sign these contracts, they're getting paid handsomely. They will, and I do think that they yeah. will find other avenues. And I don't think this is no forever. I think what it might be is, yeah, you're welcome to come back. You just got to earn your way back on tour, which they're capable of doing, right? Like, of course they you know, are. I think I think about my I think about my old high school teammate. Uh, he was a middle school guy. He was so good. Hudson, you know, he's over Hudson Swafford. He's over in Bangkok right now. There, he's playing the tournament, and you know, the little back and forth we had. He's just you know out there to play golf. That's what I want to do. I want to play golf and do this I, thing. I will and, say, taller than I expected in person when we saw him out in Boston. Uh, Bolton, I mean, 
Yeah, Which was funny uh, because I was because uh, I remember you were laughing at me. We were walking around, and I was like, "Oh, he's shorter than I. Th- he's shorter than I thought. He's short." But then Hudson, I was like, oh, "He's taller than I thought he was." Joaquin yeah. <laughs> Neiman could, could double as you know an elf in the Christmas play. Him, him and Swafford. Carlos, him and Carlos Ortiz, Ortiz, and <laughs> two James, of them, James, dude, James Pyatt, James no, Pyatt, well, Piotr, yeah, but he's still like a teenager, like. <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is, um, this, he hasn't he hasn't finished his growth spurt. But those guys who are out there, I mean, I even think of a guy like Hudson, where if he was told, you know, sure, but you have to go go to Q school or go earn your way like anybody else, Monday qualify, win it. Sure. They have the they have the chops to do it, and I think they could. I'm not saying They'd it's automatic because there'd be no. Well, no how much of it is up here? Well, that's uh, fair enough, but but. But they have the tools to kick ass if they give that's, put that's it like actually, that, that was gonna be my follow up, which is because so much of it is up there and the guys have already been there, done that, that's yeah. a huge you make a triple bogey on the first hole and it's like I'm a like I've won three times on the PGA tour. I know I can go make six birdies and make yeah, this up. a like, lot of those guys in Q school and those money qualifiers. Oh, like they get they guess them because they because they were going into that first hole already with the pressure of their dream being on the line. And that's a lot to deal with. Weren't you well, weren't you we coming all. into this show? To, weren't you coming into this show tonight? Of course, with the pressure of the dreams of your life on the line. Of course, and I'm only going to say this because I can see right now that we have nobody watching at this exact moment because I had no clue what we were going to talk about tonight. I was a little nervous. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, it's all about it's all about content. Um, it is all about content. No, but they're 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 gonna. I, I here's the thing. Won't tune in to live this week. This is gonna be the first time I'm not going to tune into it because they're in Bangkok. Yeah. They're 13 hours ahead. But what you said earlier. Uh, was, was brings it, brings it full circle for me in this in what I was getting at with my dinner party earlier, saying, "Do I believe in the tour?" And yeah. I said, "I don't, you know, believe and not believe is irrelevant. It's an exhibition tour, yada yada yada." And she, and at the end of it, she's like, "You're right. It's not going to take down the PGA tour, but it's not going to last." And I go, "Might last." I was like, "The money aside, we forget there's a massive market outside of America. There's a huge mm-hmm. market for golf in Asia, specifically Southeast Asia." We're like, look up the WAC, W-A-A-C, I want to say. And it's a clothing brand. It's one of the biggest in Korea. Kevin Na reps it all the time. And it's, and it's oh, yes, popular yes. On, the, on the women's tour. It's massive. There's a huge market over there. And you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden, you know, if things start to fall in line, come on down, Patrick Reed. You're the next superstar of the Asian tour. Come on down, Carlos Ortiz, because they'll be forced over there. Yeah, and, and 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 that's how that tour is going to grow. Something that bugs me, and this has been this has been slicing me since we since the last time we've done a fucking book slicing bud. Hold on, we hold on, we can we can put. You know what? It's not on here anymore. You know, I resurrect. No, you know what? I had to clear a room. It's not on here anymore. I'm sorry. I needed to make a new one anyways. It includes sounds and video anyways. So I agree. And maybe use my that's that's a yeah, good yeah. We'll, we'll retire that off of the intro and we'll do we'll move it into there. We'll talk we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get the interns on it after the show. But the guys who are in Danos, I wrote it right off the FN rails because we went into to, to what's slicing me. This has been bugging me for a long know, time. Something actually has been bugging me, and it came to a head this week. And oh, come back. Such is life. Speaking of bugging me, what's going to happen with the Pats this week? Are we is Bailey Zach? Happy or so here, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, but over the last 30 or 40 seconds, so I apologize anyone listening, your audio has been awful. <laughs> you sound like you're underwater, so I do apologize. But look, I did hear you say what's happening with the Pats this weekend. Yes. Uh here's what's interesting. Uh Bailey Zappy, let's let's see if this works better here. Let's let's pull a pivot right here, bud now on his phone. That might be better. Uh, I don't know what was going on. I just kind of cut out there on you. Like it got weird. But anyways, uh, yeah, Bailey Zappi is obviously forced into the star role now for the Pats, and they're going up against Detroit. Detroit's coming to town, uh, and that is interesting because Detroit has been scoring on average 35 points a game, but they're also giving up on average 35 points a game. Uh, and they managed to lose last week scoring 45 points. They lost, I think it was 48 to 45 was the final score. So this is a game that the Patriots should win, but the fact that Bailey Zappi is now the quarterback is going to be a good game. We'll see. But I think even with Bailey Zappi, this is a game that they should win because I think their defense has been playing good enough. And, and the Lions are pretty banged up right now. We'll we'll see if Swift plays. We'll see if Amon Ross St. Brown plays. 
Like, we'll, we'll, we're, there's a lot of question marks. We'll see if DJ Chark plays. They might not have just like, I mean, I say that. They didn't have any of these guys this past week, and they still still scored forty five points. So we shall see. But speaking of this, if you're if you're the, if you're the Detroit offense, are you are you avoiding the defense in 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 the team facility this week? Like, do you want to see anybody from that defense walking around, or do you want to see them out on the field just basically working twenty four hours a day the entire week? Uh, I'm avoiding them because I'm pissed off because the Lions offense hasn't been this good in, in a long time. Uh, and <laughs> they can't they're still, and they're still, I think they're one in three is their record. They're still one in three. So I would be pissed off that one, I'm Jared Goff and I'm looking as good as I've looked since I've been to the Super Bowl. Uh, two, you got young talent and DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, it, it just, they have all the pieces and they still, because they are the Detroit Lions, they still can't put it together. And you have to wonder how good this defense would be if Matt Patricia in his one year there didn't run Darius Slay out of that team. Because if they still had Darius Slay, it could be the difference on this team to where maybe they're they're 1-3 now, maybe they're 3-1 and one instead. It could have been. Matt, you're, you're Matt gonna... Patricia sucks. Oh, I love it. <laughs> But I also don't have I don't have the football expertise that you. Speaking of football expertise, Tom and Giselle, I think it's true. I don't think these are rumors anymore. I think there's too many. Yeah, there's something going on. Well, um, sources, and we love God. Don't we love sources? Doesn't everybody? We're, we're sources. We are. <laughs> well, sources have been telling sources. No, um, I read articles that they they both retained uh, divorce attorneys. The conversation. <laughs> Already started about separating assets. Like they're going to cope. Good luck, Tom. Huh? <laughs> Say good luck, Tom. Giselle was the breadwinner in that, even when she wasn't uh, ha- having a career because she was raising their kids. She still made more money off of her royalties than he did because he took less money for the Patriots, which I thank him for because I think that was a big part of winning all those Super Bowls. But yeah, he's but fucked. Know- he's fucked. He's. <laughs> He's got about 250, 300 million in the last couple of years from Under Armour and sure, sure. Martin and all those other deals. So that's the part where, I mean, we forget. Yeah. I mean, he, he wasn't the breadwinner each year. Yeah. He's still but, making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, it's funny. I was talking, I was talking to my dad and I was like, you know, what'd you hear about? She's like, Oh, I thought, you know, I thought he was a good guy. I thought he was a stand up guy. And I was like, well, it wasn't infidelity. That's not why, apparently that's not why Giselle, it's ending. It's not infidelity. No. Oh, good. I go, that's why it ended the first time. Like, Yeah, no, you- it's because she's pissed at putting herself on the back burner all these years and having to do it again. And look, if you watch Tom on the field, he looks miserable. Don't- he is not having fun anymore. Look, nope. I'm to the point now where it wouldn't shock me if he just retired midseason as a last-ditch effort to save the marriage because he's not having fun out there. He looks so upset and mad my- all the time. My roommate, My roommate says it best. It's it, it's all been downhill since he left New England. And I'm like, well, he did win that Super Bowl. And she's like, she kind of shrugged her shoulder. She goes, the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl. And I was like. <laughs> With Trent Dilfer. <laughs> With Trent Dilfer. Yeah, no, and his face says it all. The fact that his face has lost 30 pounds alone. Um, it's The man is not happy, and the man is not well right now. So my thoughts and prayers go out to Tom Brady that, they, that he can figure this out, but it's not well right now and then for him, for point, his team. At what point do we get to start saying it was more Bill than Brady? Oh, I, I think that point's are, that's already passed. I think it's clear that it's more, it was more Brady than Bill. I think that's been clear. I think that's clear now. Okay. The fact that he's still playing right now and the fact that the only reason why he's not playing as well is because he's mentally distracted, it's not physical, I think already proves Bill wrong. And the fact that he went out and won a Super Bowl and played as well as he did. Hold on. Hold on. You just you just proved my point. He leaves the Patriots and now his head is all out because he doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have the chaperone. He doesn't have the coach. He doesn't have the fucking person. But it, but it wasn't until this year. It was he won the Super Bowl before the before his mental Trent, has gone this year. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. What else you got? But still, but when it comes to between Bill and Brady, that's all he needed to separate himself from Bill in this specific instance. 
there's too many there's too many other variables you can't control for all of them it's actually it's a it's a loser's argument because you fair can't. enough probably they, right they were they were the best complement to the other bill yes. Bel- bill belichick ran a team in an offensive organization that required a robot and tom brady is a robot but if he doesn't yep. have somebody cracking the whip on him Things started to go awry. That coupled with marital problems. Here's the thing about the, the, the yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. They needed each other. That's the, that's the short answer. And this is this is what I'm gonna say and walk off on it, and then hand it back over to you to take us home. Every pro athlete, every human, has problems. We got marital. Problems. We got kids. We got personal. This. This is their. When they go to work, oh. This is now, yes, there are extremes in life where take we, you know, we take not pity, but we give some leeway to our coworkers, deaths in the family, births of a child, whatever. But I'm having trouble at home. Okay. Sounds to me like you don't have to around you to help you get it back in the side. So, yeah, they did. I like tossing that out there because without one, you don't get the other. And history will never be able to separate the two. Um, oh, for sure. Back to you in the studio. Nope, you're 100 right. They needed each other, and they they were you know they were the Patriots because of both of their uh, their uh, their contributions. That's the word I'm thinking of contributions. Making but nice. look, yes, you're kicking it back to me because it is that time. It is uh, we've hit our our time our soft time max here for the show this week. But as always, we will be back next Tuesday, like we are every Tuesday here on YouTube, here on Twitter for the Divots and Pivots Show. Also on BellyUp.tv, news coming out with that is that we will have our own BellyUp app coming out live that you can download directly to Roku, to Fire Stick, to Apple TV. You can download it and find all of our shows and every show that is on the BellyUp network uh, on demand anytime you want. So you can binge us uh, anytime you want as well. So we will see you next week as always for another episode of divots and pivots. Have a good night all. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.